He slept in his parents' bedroom until he was 13. He wet the bed until he was 14. He doesn't know how to ride a bike. Apparently, he has friends. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Wexel. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. I'm Evan Wexel, and it's a podcast where I interview a different Facebook friend every episode. Uh, we are at Awkward with Evan on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, and awkwardwithevan.com for every episode ever. And you can go to Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, etc. for at least the last 100 Facebook friends I've interviewed. Now, this week, I have Dr. Shannon Croner. She is uh, the head of Freedom of Religion United Solutions. Uh, that's a nonprofit um, working side-by-side side with uh, interfaith groups and multiple faiths um, regarding, uh, I guess, the religious exemption aspect of vaccines. And now she has a children's book out called I'm Unvaccinated and That's Okay. It's fully illustrated. Um, lots of definitions of you know what certain words mean in that, uh, in that topic. I guess it kind of went mainstream uh, when COVID hit. So uh, this is uh, an interview I'm glad I did, but I know I have to be careful with it. So you're going to hear it uncut here. You're going to probably, if you want to see it, it's going to be uncut on Rumble. It'll probably be uncut on Twitter. Um, I'm probably not, I'm probably only going to like sprinkle a few things on in other places. Uh, but I always welcome any Facebook friend to talk about any viewpoint that they have, whether I agree with them, whether I don't agree with them. Um, we're Facebook friends there's some affinity there and we're going to, you know, it's a great chance to reconnect. That's why I do the podcast. So, you know, if talking about this kind of stuff where, you know, Shannon's going to bring up, you know, the connections with autism. Uh, she's going to bring up, uh, some of the injuries that have resulted, uh, in the last couple of years because of, uh, let's just say an intervention. And, uh, you know, we don't, we don't mind going places with stuff. Um, we're going to talk about her interactions with, you know, Robert Kennedy Jr., Del Bigtree, um, what it's been like to be around people like Rob Schneider, Ricky Schroeder, and, uh, really how she got into all of this, um, how uh, one of her pregnancies kind of was her origin story uh, for this whole area. And uh, she's also going to announce, I'll just let you know now, the the book is going to be available, the children's book, which is on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. It's like being distributed well uh, from the same publisher that put out the real Anthony Fauci book by RFK Jr. She's now in the midst of actually translating the book. Um, the illustrator of her book is from Costa Rica, so she's going to work out now getting copies of it out in Spanish and then who knows what. Um, so, you know, she's definitely, uh, all about the greater good and all about, you know, it's, it's your choice wherever you stand on this issue. Um, but I was glad to finally have the opportunity to, um, you know, throw, throw some attention to her book and, and what she does. And, and hopefully you guys will dig it too. So, uh, here is my talk with Dr. Shannon Croner. Shannon know this. So <laughs> it's a new episode. It's a new Facebook friend. I have uh, a doctor, Dr. Shannon Croner. Um, she has done long dissertations on health related issues. She is a best-selling author right now, and she's the executive director of Freedom of Religion United Solutions, non a nonprofit that I've donated to, but I'm in, I'm good to unbiased. Uh, so Dr. Shannon Croner, thank you for taking the time. You You've rubbed elbows with lots of more important people than me. So thank you for, for making this all happen. How is, how is adding on being an author now to your regular day to day? Well, thanks so much for having me on. And, um, you know, it's just one more thing that I'm doing one more hat to wear. And, uh, it's, it's been a wild ride so far and, you know, it's like this, it's a children's book and it's really just taken off. Like, yeah. I, nothing I've ever really anticipated. I knew it was going to be popular, but mm -hmm. we actually sold out the first 5,000 copies within two weeks on all different book selling platforms. Mm -hmm. And it went shot up to, you know, number one in several categories on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And 
So it's been a wild ride so far. So so here's what we're talking about. We're we're gonna screen share this. This is on her. This is off her website. This is. Let me share that. Here it's called "I'm Unvaccinated and That's Okay," and uh, you fully illustrated children's book. It was like number one in like multiple categories on Amazon. And you've yes, yeah, celebrities have totally been on board with this. Um, where why a children's book? Because I know you've written obviously a more more adult themed have more adult themed writing in your past. But what about why why a children's book? To to. Yeah. Because there's really like no literature out there for children about the truth of vaccines. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like that's a, a total like market that's never been touched. Yeah. And right now kids, you know, especially coming out of this pandemic, yeah. um, so many kids have been, you know, told that they're going to, if they're not vaccinated, they're going to kill their grandparents, right. you know, or if, if they're not vaccinated, they can't, attend their friends' birthday parties or sleepovers or holiday dinners and stuff like that. And so, you know, I decided to just to write something for the children, but also, I mean, it's really meant for both parent and child to kind of sit together and, and read through together and go over all the different, I put this really amazing glossary in it that goes over all the different, you know, words that somebody may not know, such as like what formaldehyde is or why there's aluminum (laughs) in vaccines or, you know, just the, the real truth about autism and stuff. And so, um, so I have all that in the book. And then I also have like a resource page with all my favorite resources, which actually the top of the resource page is the CDC's pink book. And okay. uh, I think like every parent should know what that is. And, um, but then I also have like the vaccine schedule in the book and, you know, all my favorite documentaries and uh, different books that people should read and websites to go to and, where to report if you if you do have a vaccine injury where to report that and um so really the book is meant for both parent and child and um what i've come to find out is that a lot of people are sharing this book with their doctors and teachers and you know kids classrooms and libraries and things like that where did this all like start for you like this whole path of like I'm going to champion, you know, you do a lot of work with religious exemptions for your nonprofit. Um, and now you're, you know, you're going to, all, you're speaking at events, you're, you're, you know, you're helping even at some political events. That's, I think where I met you the one time I met you in person was at like a, a fundraiser, like a couple of years ago for someone. Um, but where, like, so where, where's, what's your origin story? I always like to hear origin stories. My origin story. Well, that goes back yeah. all the way to like 2001. And, um, in 2001, I got, I was in my young twenties and Mm -hmm. got a job as what's called a floor time therapist. I knew I wanted to work with kids with special needs. And so I got a job as a floor time therapist, which is pretty much like a play therapist for children. Mm -hmm. Most of them were diagnosed with autism and it's really to kind of teach them appropriate play. And part of my, as a floor time therapist was to do an intake with families. And so, with each new family that I was working with, I would have to ask, you know, um, all the questions such as, you know, what was your pregnancy like? What was your delivery like? Um, When did you start noticing signs of autism? Has your child been meeting certain milestones? And I kept hearing the vaccine issue over and over again, that the pregnancy was fine, the labor was fine, that the child was meeting all the milestones, but then something happened following a like a round of vaccines sometimes it was mm-hmm. one shot sometimes it was even seven shots at a time Ooh. and um something happened where the the child just simply changed and they lost their speech sometimes they lost the ability to walk uh they would start you know banging their head you know uh sensitivity to all different things sounds light whatever and you know i kept hearing this story over and over again about vaccines, that vaccines were Mm -hmm. causing this and that there was a Mm -hmm. correlation between vaccines and autism. And so, you know, really kind of gave me something to look into. And then I decided to go for my master's degree in special education uh, Mm -hmm. with a focus on educational therapy, where I really kind of started to work um, really with with some older kids with even them, you know, I would do intakes with those parents and hear the same thing. 
Um, mm-hmm. And then, but you know, the, for the longest time, for that whole like period of my twenties, I really thought that it was the vaccine schedule. And I kind of vowed to myself that when I had children of my own, I would just do one at a time or I would space them out and, um, or follow the Dr. Sears schedule. And then what happened was in 2009, we had the swine flu epidemic and it was fall. So it was flu season. And I was, you know, being pressured to get the swine flu shot and the flu shot. And, um, and so then I said no to the swine flu shot because I knew that, you know, there wasn't much information on it. It was brand new, but I Mm -hmm. said, but I accepted the flu shot and because it was preservative free and I thought it's preservative free, it's safe. And so I got the flu shot. I was 12 weeks pregnant and um, I ended up having a severe reaction where I started to leak amniotic fluid. I almost lost my baby. Um, I was on bed rest for many weeks and uh, you know, that was really a huge wake up call to me on the vaccine issue. And then, you know, look, both of us are in California. We see what it's like here with yeah. uh, the vaccine mandates going back to 2015 with SB 277. Mm-hmm. They took away our personal belief exemptions, took away our religious exemptions. And in 2019, they took away our medical exemptions. And we have no vaccine freedom or rights or choice or anything in California. And so that's my origin story. <laughs> it's a very long one, but it's like, you know, that's what it is. From your observations, when you were like looking at kids that would develop um, symptoms of autism or just the condition, um, was there a certain age where if they were doing the regular schedule, like there was like a certain age where things would change or does it really doesn't matter really until things get spread out or, or how, what did you notice? You know, there were a lot of different stories I heard. And, and unfortunately on day one of every child's life, they get the vitamin K shot, you know, and that is full of, it's got aluminum, it's got Mm -hmm. alcohol, it's got all this stuff. So, you know, if we give a child the vitamin K shot, which both my kids ended up also having the vitamin K shot, because I didn't even think to research the vitamin K shot. Uh, you know, most people think they hear the word vitamin, they think it's a vitamin, um, which it's not. And, um, and so most kids get this dose of aluminum first day of life. And Mm -hmm. that in itself is a toxic substance. Um, Mm -hmm. The aluminum stays in the in the brain, it crosses the blood brain barrier. Mm -hmm. And so then if a parent follows the, you know, recommended vaccine schedule, then they also, the child will also get the hepatitis B shot within the first day or two days or before they leave the hospital. And, um, and that's also full of aluminum. So, Mm -hmm. you know, some of these kids like never had a chance and, and maybe that's, you know, part of the thing is that they have, they're already like for day one, building this toxic environment within them. And so then as, time progresses and they go in for their two month shot or their six month shot or whatever, you know, four, two, four, six, you know, back to back, it, it could be at any time. And so, you know, when I first started out, I was working with kids that were like around between the ages of three to five. And, um, and so, you know, parents would tell me all different stories about how their child was fine until they were three. They would show me like, videos of birthday parties of where, you know, the two-year-old birthday party or the three-year-old birthday party where the child blows out the candles and is excited Mm -hmm. to open a birthday present. And then, you know, a few months later, it's like a different child who doesn't even know what a birthday present is or has no idea that they're supposed to blow out the candles of a birthday cake. So, you know, um, it was, it's really all different. It's all different ages. Okay. And then when you, you formed the nonprofit in response to uh, SB 277, or was that something that was already in place? Yeah. So in in 2019, we lost our medical exemptions with SB 276 and 
I knew that since we had lost our personal belief in religious exemptions in 2015, yeah. and then we lost, and I, you know, back then when I was, I was trying to fight to get this, you know, referendum passed and get it on the ballot. And, um, you know, when, when we lost that, I knew that adult mandates were coming. I didn't know how, but then yeah. like uh, 2019 happens, SB 276 happens. Right. And then we have, uh, you know, the, we lose our medical exemptions. I knew then that again, adult mandates were going to be coming. And so I was like, Oh yeah. my God. So <laughs> what's going to happen next? And so I knew that the, um, I didn't know that the pandemic was going to happen, but I knew that we would somehow be screwed to be honest with you. So I put together this organization where we were protecting the religious freedom. And I started to build, um, you know, this coalition of all these different faith leaders. And, mm -hmm. um, I started off literally like cold calling pastors and rabbis and, you know, whoever I different faith leaders to see if they were interested in protecting the freedom of vaccine choice. And I built this amazing coalition. And then, so once the pandemic happened, which, mm -hmm. you know, was only six months later after I had already created this coalition and this organization, we already were like set with our religious exemptions in place. So the yeah. pandemic happened and I knew, I knew that the vaccine was coming. And yeah. so once the vaccine rolled out, we already had our religious exemptions in place. We were the first organization yeah. to help people get religious exemptions. We helped, you know, it's a nonprofit. So my, the religious exemptions were free online. Wow. Um, and we helped over you know, tens of thousands of people keep their jobs, stay in school, um, you know, go to college. So colleges were not accepting people without right. vaccination. And um, we've helped, we helped people visit family members in the hospital because they weren't vaccinated and they used our religious exemption. So really that's kind of like how for us came to be was due to all the craziness of California. What was it like? Like you, we, you were like in the thick of it. And I was like in the thick of it in the years leading up to COVID. And then when you see that the V word go mainstream and you're like watching it, like get welcome to my world, you know, like what, like how did you, it's almost like you, you were a little prophetic in seeing how this all came down. And then how did like your group, like how did for us, did it, did you notice a growth more than oh usual? My gosh. It was yeah. So yeah, like between, yeah. between when I start, I started in September, 2019, right. Between that time to, I would say maybe the first couple months of the pandemic. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, it was really, I was kind of struggling to find different faith leaders. I didn't know where to go. I was kind of just Google searching faith leaders who have been outspoken and, you know, talking to different people and asking around like who does their pastor believe in freedom of choice and stuff like that? And um, then when, when the vaccine rollout started to happen, or even just the discussion of vaccines, yeah. I start, I started to get phone calls from pastors and rabbis saying like, how do I get involved? How do I help? You know, where do I sign up? Yeah. And so that, yeah, there was this like explosion of all these different faith leaders who were happen to, want to get involved, you know? And, um, and then I also got very involved in the reawaken tour, okay. uh, which is Clay Clark's reawaken tour. And he had a lot of pastors involved in that. And so through that, um, I would meet a lot of different pastors who also wanted to get involved with what I was doing. All right. Hope you are digging my talk with Shannon. Now here's a few ways you can support the podcast. You can obviously go to patreon.com slash funny Evan and support us on a monthly basis, various reward tiers there. There is also going to be a link in the show notes uh, for uh, socially awkward, I guess, fashion. So if you want some uh, awkward is real clothing, or if you have suggestions on what kind of awkward things I should design, you let me know. I'll put it up there. And uh, there is a promo code. I believe the promo code awkward will get you some money off on your purchase. So check that out. That's through spring uh, online uh, clothing site. Um, but let's get back to my talk with Shannon. 
And I know like you, you've definitely, you've networked very well and, and you've come in contact with a lot of people and, you know, they've seen your book. Um, I guess we could do a, a, like a run through of just like what, what it's been like to be around these kind of people. And I know you have them on your website. So like, obviously you got Robert Kennedy Jr. running for president. I'm sure you've done fundraisers with him and had discussions with him. What, what has stood out? Um, I mean, from his response to your book and just like your response to him as someone who's been outspoken and been pretty much uncancelable. Yeah. Cancelable at the same time. Yeah. I mean, he's been very supportive of my book and he actually on the back of the book, uh, there's a quote by him and it says, Dr. Shannon Croner has been courageous in her efforts to protect vaccine choice. Her book, I'm unvaccinated and that's okay. Pioneers a new genre of children's books that aims at educating children about truth and freedom and prepares them for citizenship and democracy. So that's wow. the message wow. that, that he put on my book, which was great, you know, and, um, and he's, you know, always done a really great job of waking people up and sharing the truth. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I hope there's not too much background noise. My kids are no, here. No, 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 no. I don't. Don't worry. <laughs> and they're like it, messing it, it around adds, in the background. It adds so. to it. I, okay. The more the the better. I mean, okay. one time I had a I had an interview where like almost like their audio was out of sync, and then suddenly someone tried FaceTiming me, and then it totally clicked the person's audio right back into it. So okay. it was a, you know I don't more distractions the better. It okay. It, there's just a lot fun. going on behind uh, my computer at the at the moment. That, so. That's okay. That's that's totally okay. fine. And. So then I always wanted to, Rob Schneider's obviously someone also, he has your book. I like my, my claim to fame is like when I announced my run for office in 2020, he immediately followed me when he saw my, like, I'm going to run for office video. So on my political profile, I'll, I'll sometimes message him back and forth, but he'll, I'll just say like little things. Like I don't want to bother him too much, but he's, he's very he's outspoken. Nice. Yeah. 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 He's great. And- I mean, he's very outspoken. He's risked a lot. He's really risked his career is what he's done. You yeah. know, by being so outspoken, he actually lost um, several, you know, acting jobs. And wow. they cut him from, um, he was on a commercial. I forgot what it was oh, for. Oh, yeah. It was like, a, what was it? Like a State Farm thing or something? Yeah. Something like that. I don't I don't mm-hmm. remember. Yeah. Uh, but he was on a commercial and they cut him. They cut the commercial because of how outspoken he was on the vaccine issue. And so, you know, and that's why we see very few celebrities speaking out because they really risk their job. However, I really wish that there were more celebrities like him that, you know, chose freedom and our future over, you know, their next Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. Just the the irony of it is like, I remember because Ricky Schroeder also saw your book. And he showed up at the the Foo Fighters concert when there was like their first their first segregated event. Like, yeah, we're gonna so crazy. And it, yeah. it's it's horrible. Like, I don't know, man. Car- karma's rough. <laughs> it's just the the tragedy that that oh, struck. It's horrible struck what happened in recent. Yeah. I, I I can't. I mean, think but, about it. Right, they were the first band to do yeah. a in person concert, mm-hmm. but vaccinated only. Right. And so, um, and it's it was local to me. So I led the charge in like fighting back against their concert and had a whole, like organized this entire protest out front of the doors of this venue. Mm -hmm. And I asked, you know, Ricky, can you be here for it? So he actually drove that day, drove from Colorado to LA to be here for that. Yeah. And showed up like right as we were getting started and, um, you know, and then, we had this protest, but then look at what's happened to the Foo Fighters. They've lost two or three. They lost, they lost staff, right? They lost and the, the drummer, lost right? The drummer. They lost like their stage manager. I think they may have lost somebody else as well. I can't recall, yeah. but yeah, I mean, both randomly died young people, you know? Um, yeah. And, and we're seeing that more and more. It, it's frustrating just like, you know, when, you know, you hear that, like, obviously there've been the documentaries, like the died suddenly and, and various other, and whenever you see like the headlines, you know, of like athletes and they're like unexpected, unexpectedly, or suddenly young person, cardiac arrest. And you're like, 
are we just not going to go into why or we're just going to just pretend it's like just some mystery hidden influence that's going to strike us at any time. It's like, it hasn't happened. This hasn't happened in more than a a few years for the last couple of years. It's just, uh, you'd you'd No, I mean, before, before COVID, before, even before the, the vaccines, right? Right, Like we never heard of heart attacks in the way that we're hearing about them now. Right. That like randomly, like so many little kids too. young athletes just dying on the field. I mean, right. I had never heard of that before. It was never in the news. It was never. Now I get, I get something on like, I get notifications all the time, every day. It's like every day of like this actor or this, you know, athlete or this child or this talk show host or whatever, who's just like collapsing. Some of them die. Some of them end up in the hospital Right. And, and yeah, nobody even, you know, it's very rare to hear that they make the connection to the shot, but right. we all know, like, you know, I know right. that that's what right. it really is. So then my question for you as someone like you're kind of on the front lines, how do you balance like getting all that, like that kind of news in yourself like every day, but still kind of like staying above water, like above sea level at the same, like, is there, is there like a, a, do you just like, can you face all that stuff just head on a lot of the time? Do you have like a tolerance for that kind of stuff? Or are there like other things you can do to like stretch that help like stress or the, the, almost the, the chaos of, of what's going on sometimes? Like, how do you keep moving forward yet still, you know, like there's all these like random bad news coming at you? Right. Well, I mean, I think that being in California has made it me numb to all of that. Okay. <laughs> but uh, um, no, I mean, it's really sad. Like whenever I see like a, something about a child dying from a heart attack or whatever, like, you know, that's horrible. It's horrible. Right. Um, I just, I knew that prior to, to any of this, like right when the, right when COVID started, uh, me mm-hmm. and like all the other people who were like frontline people who have been in this fight for so long knew that like the next stage would be like these COVID vaccine mandates. And then we knew that it would cause all these issues like medical health issues. We knew, you know, um, there was all these talks about how it was going to happen. It was, and we were censored and I'll tell you, I had um, my Instagram I had something like 17,000 followers on Instagram. And I remember talking about how once the vaccine comes out, then people are going to, um, the miscarriage rate is going to just skyrocket. Oh, geez. And I yeah. put some posts on Instagram and they shut, they literally just deleted my Instagram because of that. And yet here we are now. And like, we're hearing it that the number of miscarriages is higher than ever before. So, you know, I think that I was mentally prepared to see what's, happening um the where i where i don't have what i don't tolerate is when people tell me you know for instance that i'm not allowed to go into some place without right being vaccinated yeah and i won't talk like uh, there's so many times in especially like in los angeles where i've been turned away and told i can't come inside without showing a card yeah and you know, I refuse to participate in that. And the same with the masks, you know, um, right. It, it's, that's where I, that's where I have, that's where I lose my patience. That's where I, <laughs> I don't tolerate that. And, right. you know, um, and I'm nice until I'm not. <laughs> right. I, uh, my wife was pregnant in 2021 to, tw- well, we had, we had our second round of IVF worked, but, there was a lot, there was some pressure like from the clinic to like, you know, you should get the COVID shot and it, you know, it, and then you had parent, like ladies that would be on the, like the live streams with the doctors and they'd be saying stuff like, no, 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 no. And then the doctors would like, kind of like put the kibosh on that. But then months later they would change their tune. Like, is it encouraging though, that a lot of maybe this, the, the utopian dystopian view of, of a mandated world kind of has somewhat fallen apart and was unsuccessful overall in terms of the effectiveness of, of how it actually played out. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's interesting. I, um, 
right before the election, right before the 2020 election, yeah. I um, I was in my I was in Florida at an event and I was having lunch with like with Del Bigtree, right? Mm-hmm. And right. Del and I were sitting there um, and we were having this discussion about God forbid, like what happens because we knew that if like yes, Trump did the whole you know rollout of the warp right. speed stuff, right? Right. But he had always said that he would never mandate the vaccine that that was like some that was his narrative is that if you know if he's still president he has no intention of mandating the vaccine and he made that mm-hmm. very very clear mm-hmm. i knew that if biden were to win i knew exactly how it was going to happen um just right. speaking to different politicians speaking to different people in dc I knew that if Biden were to win, that we would have mandated vaccines and the people would be losing their jobs and losing, not being able to go to college and school and whatever. Like I I knew that that's the path we were going to go in. And so Del and I had this conversation about how, you know, what if, what if Trump doesn't win? What if Biden wins? And he said something that was like, really, you know, um, it took kind of took me back, but then it's like, I, it, he was so right. You know, he was like, yeah. sometimes people just need a, to be shaken. You know, some people, right. sometimes people need to be, I don't remember the exact words that he used, but it was just a like, wake up call, like a wake yeah. up call. And, and yeah. he's like, you know, if that's what happens, if that's what, you know, uh, God plans for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's how people will wake up. And he was a hundred percent right. Because, I think that without the mandated vaccines, and as unfortunate as it is, and I I really wish that vaccines were never mandated because a lot of people got them against their will and a lot of people suffered Mm -hmm. in getting them against their will. Mm -hmm. However, because people got these vaccines against their will and because they were told that they were safe and effective and because they were told that, you know, if you don't get the COVID vaccine, you'll die, right? Right. Right. Um, because of that, because of the way that the Biden administration rolled the vaccines out, we, it shook, it shook everyone up. It shook yeah. everyone awake. And yeah. we, now people recognize vaccine injury more than ever before. I could have never mm-hmm. come out with my book a couple years ago, wow. you know, uh, my book would have like, I would have been fully censored if I had brought this book out back in 2019 um, yeah. <laughs> um, I, it would have been completely censored. People would have called me a crazy anti-vaxxer that I was this crazy person. You know, it's really amazing that here, you know, we're in 2023, this book comes out where it says I'm unvaccinated and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And it's got over a hundred positive reviews on Amazon. The book sold out like all 5,000 copies within the first yeah. two weeks. Um, the reviews, the, the emails that I get, the messages, all the stuff is like, really amazing how people mm-hmm. have said like thank you for writing this book this book is my story this book is um you know it means so much to my child and and it's interesting the negative reviews on amazon which there's not many i think there's maybe right. like eight one star reviews or something right. like that yeah um those people are not criticizing the book they're criticizing me and right. they're people who have never even opened the book they're people who look at the book's title judge it by its cover and then attack me. Um, once people see what's inside the book, mm-hmm. uh, the book is, it's totally about choice. It's right. literally about the freedom of choice and respecting the choice uh, that others make. And yeah. like, I have the book, you know, right here. Yeah. And the first page literally says to the vaccine, like in my, it's on the title yeah. page. Um, it says to the vaccinated, partially vaccinated and unvaccinated the choice should always remain your own. And yeah. then like on the very last page of the story, um, it says, you know, whether someone chooses to get all the recommended vaccines, some vaccines or not at all, the choice should always remain their own. Some of my friends and family are vaccinated. Some of them are not. I love and respect them all equally. And they love me just as I am. I'm unvaccinated and that's okay. And that's the message of the story is that, you know, 
whether you choose to get vaccinated, choose to get some vaccines or choose to get none at all, it should Mm -hmm. be your choice. Um, You shouldn't have to risk your education or your job or your family or friends because of that. You know, um, those things shouldn't have to hang in the balance in order for you to go get a shot. And so that's really the message of this book. And I think that's what the the Russian people saw when they were they wanted to copy your cover and and sell <laughs> off the impersonating copy. Like this is a, this is going to be a good book. Let me let me take that cover and try to sell it on Amazon and just put nothing on the pages. That was has, crazy. Has crazy. that all gone away now? Has it since that, been like? You know, it's yeah. really interesting the way that it got taken care of. Is like so. I didn't even know that yeah. that was like a possibility, but um, <laughs> I. Put the book. The book went on Amazon. Um, yeah. I announced it on Mother's Day of this yep. past year, and yeah. within two days, there was and so it immediately like rose to the top, and then within a, within two to three days, there was a fake book online, and it was simply just they screen same cover, shot at the cover with yeah. my name with the illustrator's name, and then one of my friends bought it to see what what was inside. And it was literally just like journal pages, like blank journal pages inside. <laughs> right. Your own. So, I'm unvaccinated and yeah. okay. Book. <laughs> it's and a workshop. So it was, it was crazy. I was shocked by that. And so yeah. I reported it to Amazon. Um, as it was like copyright infringement. And sure. so, um, you know, I reported it and then I tweeted about it on Twitter and mm-hmm. I tagged Jeff Bezos and wow. all the different like Amazon handles, you know, right. Amazon help, Amazon this, yeah. Amazon that. And so like it got taken. So then that fake book got taken down. And then a couple days later, a new one would go up. Whoa. And so I went through the whole process over again, filled out all the paperwork online, tweeted Jeff Bezos. How could you allow Amazon to do this? Sell fake books and stuff like that. Right. And then it got taken down again. Yeah. And then a couple days later, same thing. A new person, like a different name, posted <laughs> the same fake book. Yeah. And that point, I'm like, now I'm like super pissed. And wow. so I wrote another um like filled out all the forms with like a scathing email. And then my tweets to Jeff Bezos and Amazon were just getting angrier and angrier. And then someone, and I don't know who this is, but someone from the Twitter world Uh contacted me in a, like a DM and said, I have friends at Twitter. We're going to make sure this never happens again. And it wow. never happened again. So I don't know wow. what he did. I don't know what his friends did, but uh, it has not happened. Um, the only other crazy weird thing that's happened with my book <laughs> is that when the book finally came out, like officially mm-hmm. came out and they started to be delivered to people. Oh one yeah. Of first, one of the first people who got the book happened to be somebody that um, I know who lives locally Right. And she sent me this message about how there's a sticker in her book, inside of her book, that someone wrote that says vaccines do not cause autism. And it had to have come from like the person who packaged it. The warehouse. Was, yeah. yeah, the warehouse. Like where else would it have come from? Right. And so um, so that was the other, that was the next thing that happened. But since then, nothing, nothing really bad. Um, you know, it had, there has been, some crazy delays to get the book. Once the book went out of stock, there's been some really crazy delays to get the book back in stock. Um, and, you know, I've been told by my publisher that it's like a form of censorship that right. the reason why Amazon or Barnes and Noble or Target, because it did get into Target surprisingly, Wow. Um, that, some of the reasons why there's these delays on getting the book back in stock is a form of censorship. But, mm-hmm. um, and so to combat that, I've actually started to sell the book on my own personal website, right. uh, which is drshannoncroner.com. And then I also am signing, I'm, you know, autographing them and uh, right. putting in a personal message for people who, who buy it. And then um, it's also available on the Highwire store. And, uh, 
So, and I've created a bundle on my website that you could see there that if, you know, yeah. so the reason why it sold out so quickly within two weeks is because, you know, normally people, when they buy a book, they just buy one, you know, one yeah. book that they're going to read. Right. But what was happening is people were buying like several books at a time so wow. that they could give them to their teachers and their pediatricians and donate one to a library or give it to a family member. Or um, this has become a really hot uh, gift for uh, baby showers. That's what I'm wow. hearing. I'm getting, a, a lot of people have contacted me and said, like, I gave your book as a gift for my friend who's about to have a baby. So, Are you familiar with The Office at all? Like, have you watched The Office? The TV the show? Of the, yeah, the TV show. I've watched a few episodes. There was an episode where uh, uh, Pam and Jim, um, this will be a partial spoiler, but you know, there, there's going to be a baby. And then like off screen, you hear like one of the characters, the, the characters yell, don't vaccinate it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really oh funny. Oh my God. Like I we had to that. rewind it. We had to rewind it and be like, wait, which, which actor said that? Like, Oh, it was Oscar. Yeah, Oscar said that. So oh I think God. it was like season four or five, but it was like a funny little like side thing that they, if you can find in. that episode, I'd love for you to send that to me. I'd have to look it up. I'd okay. have to look it up and find out which one it is. And I would, yeah. Cause it was, it was funny. It was just, it was just funny. Cute, cute little thing. I want to screen record that. And, uh, <laughs> post it. Uh, <laughs> yes. And, uh, it, was it the, the advantage of getting a publisher? I know like a lot of people, they self-publish, but was the publisher helpful in getting you into Barnes and Noble and Target? Cause like I've self-published just through Amazon, but you know, that's the way to go was, was to have someone like kind of making sure it was distributed the right way. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's interesting. I kind of, when I wrote the book, so I wrote the book and then I was the one who found the illustrator and I illustrated the book. Like I had somebody illustrate the book before I ever had any kind of a contract or anything. Yeah. And then I had this book, right. And it was illustrated and I'm trying to, I was like, should I self publish? Should I right. go to a publisher? I didn't know what to do. And I asked around and, you know, I think both avenues are really great. Um, okay. And they both have their pros and they both have their cons. Um, yeah. You know, in order to self-publish, you have to kind of invest a lot in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then if you are able to market it, uh, if you're good at marketing and you've got some good contacts that will help share it and stuff like that, right. then, you know, self-publishing is probably the way to go. It's easy. Yeah. yeah. Um, with this, you know, with, a, with a, having a publisher, you kind of uh, – they're the ones who, who do everything. Like right. I pretty much gave the book to them as a mm -hmm. finished product. Right. And then they're the ones who were able to get it into like Barnes and Noble and, wow. you know, target and wow. um, they put it on Amazon and stuff like that. So, so, very, you know, there's both, very nice. there's pros and cons to both, yeah. I think. And, nice. uh, and, you know, in the publishing company who did this is Skyhorse, which mm -hmm. they're the ones who also published the um, Bobby Kennedy, Robert Kennedy. Oh, the real Anthony Fauci. He's Fauci that's book. Oh, no. Okay. And um, and then the imprint is I Can Press, which is Dell Big Trees organization. So Informed mm -hmm. Consent Action Network. That's great. Um, yeah. So. Uh, great. Behind the book. Yeah. Are there going to be more live events you think you're going to do? Are you going to, like, I know you had oh some God, like launch so parties. Many, actually. Oh, there are yeah, in, I, in LA, uh, any, any, any in California. Well, I know you're, you know, I've been asked to speak and do book signings at lots of different places. Mm -hmm. So, um, I actually, because of my faith organization, uh -huh. a lot of the faith leaders have asked me to come to their churches and temples and things like that. Yeah. And speak about the book and share the book. So I've done um, some, you know, I've been speaking and signing books at some churches. Just this past week, I went to a local temple and spoke at a local temple. And, um, you know, I'm hoping to, well, there's, I've put my, I've kind of put my thing in for the um, California, the GOP convention. Okay. So I'm really hoping to have a table there. And I think I'm going to find okay. out today if I have a table there. Oh, wow. Okay. And then, um, but then there's all these other events like out of state. So mm -hmm. my next 
the next few months are going to be really busy for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there's lots of different, and I'll go anywhere. Um, and you know, if somebody wants to host an event and have me come and speak or, um, wants me to sign books, I'd be happy to do that. So. Sure. That's outstanding. Yeah. Uh, cool. And then it's good. And you, and you liked my booster song. That was good too. Yeah. I, I, I have the, cause you know, I was very funny things online. <laughs> like, I will admit that, you know, and at first I'll tell you at first, yeah. I had no idea that that was you. Oh, good. Yeah. That means, that means they auto tuned it well. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, uh, it was, I, it, I'm, I'm the only good thing about like the rumors of like COVID restrictions are coming back. They're going to recommend a booster again this year. I'm like, okay. So then I guess I will try to do a music video. Okay. Cause I had the song out last year and I'm like, oh, I was going to do a video, but oh, I'm not so sure it's kind of on the way out. But if it's going to do it, if they want you to get another one, then I'm, then I'm going to just make a cute little, like throw some gifs together and maybe some footage of me playing and just splice it up and I'll have, that'll be more shareable than just, the audio, but I do have to thank Lee Dundas basically is responsible for most of the $2 in royalties I've so far made from that song. So is she, she, really? she shared it. She shared oh. it. She shared it one time. She shared the Spotify link. Well, she's a good person. So yeah. Badass. Yeah. yeah. She's cool. Great. Well, yeah. And she has so a new all, book that just came out. Oh, you know, oh, that's right. I forgot what it's called. Um, I don't I'll, we'll, look, we'll look it up. Anyone look up lead on this. She's a, she's a powerhouse. Um, cool. This is, this is very, is very exciting. I'm glad we were able to do this. And uh, yeah, I mean, I wish you well with the book and I look forward to, to where this goes and, and you know, how this kind of snowballed into something really good. And uh, I guess also the final thing was you mentioned like, you know, Mississippi, they just won, you know, back their religious exemption. Now I feel like when SB two seven seven passed in twenty fifteen, weren't there were there were court attempts to kind of probably overturn that? Probably just like there were like SB two seven six. Yeah, I mean there happened? was a lot of people that were fighting, and there were legal people doing legal whatever stuff. they were doing, you know, legal stuff in uh, California. The thing is, is I think that with Mississippi, that's a huge thing because right. the judge ruled in their favor of, you know, introducing religious exemptions to the state for the first right. time. Cause they never, it's not like they lost the religious exemptions. They just never had them. And oh, so, wow. um, so now religious exemptions, not only are they there, but they're now permanent. And right. that was just announced a couple days ago that the religious exemptions are there to stay. Um, and mm -hmm. I think that, you know, my hope, is that right. Aaron Siri will then kind of use that and the way that that was that ruling and he'll use that to kind of go state by state to yep. ensure that religious exemptions can be introduced back into the states that actually did lose them. So, yeah. you know, I'm really hoping that California um, is his next goal or, you know, at some point yeah. in the near future, because, Cause it's, it's, a, it's really, it's horrible here that yeah. kids are not able to go to school and that, you know, I can tell you so many of my friends and their kids have moved out of state right. uh, just in order for their kids to go to school. And, mm -hmm. and as much as I love homeschool, like mm -hmm. I love homeschool. Um, mm -hmm. However, uh, <laughs> my kids are here right now. And so yeah. I'm having to like manage like my doing, doing this interview with them, you yeah. know, in the backgrounds and stuff like that. So it'd be nice for them to be in school with their peers and not like uh, messing around behind the computer right now. So, <laughs> I could, I so, could throw them on IXL or Khan Academy. I can give them, give them my account info. They can use that and they can oh, there you stuff. Go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, like I, I love homeschool. It's actually yeah. because of the way that the educational system has turned in the last sure. few years it's become horrible yeah. and the education that they're getting now is it's really actually phenomenal and yeah. so um they're learning more they've learned more in the last few years through homeschool than i could ever imagine it's just really we have a really great program that we do so um so i love homeschool but i i don't like that that's our only option right and so you know that's what's upsetting 
Yeah, um, my my son's on the clock. He was he's been medically exempt since like four years old to now to next year. So he'll have seventh grade next year. And uh, but I was told he has like a there's a few he shots he would need to get if necessary. Um, but one of them is the one that's the reason for the exemption in the first place. So I'm a little wary of that. So that's why that's where we're at right now. Yeah, and yeah, you know what are you so, gonna do? So yep, ho- yep. hopefully. Hopefully there's a lawsuit in place that happens between now and next year, you know. Yeah, we'll put uh we'll put Aaron Siri up at a local uh, Ben Airbnb and he'll just uh stay in California <laughs> until until it's done. There you go. There yep. you go. So yep. yeah. Um and I wanted to also make an announcement is that my book oh, um is actually sure. it's going to be coming out in Spanish. Oh my gosh, um, yes this fall. So I had my illustrator, he's from Costa Rica, and so I asked him to translate the whole thing. And so he translated it. And so right now um, a Spanish version is in the works. And uh-huh. so I'm really excited about that because there really is like no literature. There's like zero literature on in Spanish in Spanish regarding yeah. really the truth about vaccines. So nice Spanish, then French, then German. Oh, we're going to go global. That sounds All, great. The, the whole I love it. Feed it into the Google Translate. There you oh, go. But who knows? Who knows what Google is going to do to manipulate the translation of, of your book? We'll see. <laughs> That's the true. Duck, the, the Duck Duck Go Translate for your book, and then we'll right. figure it out. Right. Yeah. All right. That's I'll let you. True. I'll let you get back to home to homeschooling or or making sure that they're they're doing what they got to do. But uh, yeah, very excited, and I'm gonna definitely we'll share this far and wide. And uh, yeah, yeah, keep keep fighting for us. I guess. I guess. That's, yeah. That's, that's the pun. And thank you so much for having me on. And for your listeners, uh, if you want to get the book, if you want me to sign the book and get yeah. the book, you can go to my website, drshannoncroner.com. And, right. Uh, and check the show notes. The show notes, I'll put in the link to your book. I'll put in your website and uh, all other, all that info. So, and we'll, we'll, you know, we'll also, I know you guys, if you're watching the video, there's also a TikTok logo I need to add there. So we'll put clips of this on TikTok as well, in addition to the others. So sounds great. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much. You got it. Have a great day. All right. I want to thank Shannon Croner for coming on the podcast. Uh, It's great to see someone, you know, they, you get a lot of crap sometimes when you're trying to maybe put out your viewpoint and uh, she keeps going and uh, you can definitely, if you're interested, I mean, the book is available on her website, which I will put in the show notes and you can also go on Amazon and search for the book I'm unvaccinated and that's okay. It's been number one in, in a few different categories for books on Amazon has over a hundred positive reviews there. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, if you want to follow her, you know, her website will be in the show notes. Uh, but yeah, you know, we're, we're on the road to 150 Facebook friends. So I want to thank Shannon for adding herself to the list and, uh, stay awkward. Cause you know, I will. Thanks for listening. Go to awkwardwithevan.com to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Now for Evan's mom to pick out his clothes for tomorrow. See you next time on Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. 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 Wexel.